Hello, and welcome to the City of Roseville podcast, Connections. I'm Megan McPherson, Public Affairs Director for the City of Roseville. In this episode, we take you to a community conversation the city held on February 26, 2018. It's part of the Engage Roseville effort to get community input in prioritizing city services and developing options to align service levels with revenue. Similar to most cities in California, Roseville is facing a budget gap in coming years due to flattening revenues and increasing costs. The city is being proactive about asking the community for input. For the community conversation, we invited all residents through a flyer mailed to each home. We also used our social media channels and electronic newsletters. More than 120 Roseville residents participated. They gathered around tables with about a half dozen of their neighbors to discuss priorities. A city employee was there to help answer questions and take notes. The participants used their smartphones to take several electronic surveys during the evening. Real-time results appeared on screens around the room. The evening's conversation focused on the three largest general fund departments, police, fire, and parks and recreation and libraries. The mayor, council members, and city manager opened the conversation. City employees from all departments were on hand, including the police and fire chiefs and parks, recreation, and libraries director. They provided information, answered questions, and listened to people's concerns. Let's go to the Maidu Community Center now to hear from those who were at the community conversation. We begin with Roseville City Manager, Rob Jensen. Everything is important to someone, and it's important at different levels. So helping the community understand how all of these things really work together in congruity to provide the quality of life that we have in the city is important. Uh, the Parks Department and the services and the recreation don't work if you don't have public safety. Uh, public safety doesn't work real well if, if there's not avenues for kids and children to engage in sporting events or other activities as it moves forward. They can't get to those events uh, because the roads have potholes in it. That creates issues. So even though they may not directly recognize where those areas land in their priorities, uh, the, the goal tonight is to really help them understand how it all works together and what's most important. Roseville residents Mary Steele and Lyle Stewart said they attended to learn and to have their voices heard. I've seen some of the stuff about the coming financial problems and um, am concerned about cuts being made in areas that I think are important. So just want to be able to have as much say as possible besides voting been a resident of Roseville for a long time. We moved here in maybe 86, 87. And so we've, uh, city's always been good to us. And I was interested in the materials as far as the budget problems. And so I thought potentially I should hear what's, you know, what needs to be said and see if there's anything I can do. Uh, my input would help. Our facilitator for the session was Sarah Rubin from the Institute for Local Government in Sacramento. In just a moment, we are going to be diving into our conversation pieces. We're going to start with police, um, then we're going to move to parks, rec, and libraries, and then we're going to go to fire. Where are you? Rob Jensen, your city manager. Obviously, you care about Roseville. That's why you're here, and that's why we want you here. This process that we're going through uh, actually started about a year ago. Uh, our council directed us to really engage the community and make sure that we understand what's important to you, make sure we take the money that you're providing to the city and we're spending it in the way that you want us to spend it. 
I applaud the council for that. This is very forward thinking. That's why Roseville is so good. I heard some comments about the vision back in the 70s and how we developed land use plan, how we looked at our park system and we set those up. Those weren't just something that happened overnight. Those were a vision of a council that started early and said, let's figure out how to do this and let's do it right. Our general fund budget is about $140 million. That's the money that we use to provide all the services that you see every day from public works to parks and rec to public safety. All of those services are provided uh, from that $140 million. City budgets are notoriously complicated and very different from our home budgets, where we have wide discretion over how and on what we spend our money. The city's been using a variety of ways to help people understand some of the basic differences so they can provide relevant input. Assistant City Manager Dominic Casey explains further. We have people who are very, very informed uh, on what we do and how we do it versus the, the, the mom and dad maybe out in the community that really doesn't have any idea uh, of how the city budget is built or how we provide our services, but yet we, we still need to work with and educate both groups. And so I think that what we've really tried to do is, is for those who are really engaged, uh, we, we've provided... Uh, podcasts and we've provided videos and handouts so they can get as much of that information and data as they want uh, and then to the community meetings like this where we really give a broad kind of overview of what we do and how we do it uh, and, and I think for a lot of people that's really what they're looking for they're not looking for necessarily the nuts and bolts and details they just want to understand what is, what is it we do uh, what do we need to do it better uh, and, and how can they support us. Known around the state for its quality of life Roseville has been working since the Great Recession to maintain what people love about Roseville in the face of rising costs and slowing revenue growth. This includes cutting labor costs, the biggest expense item in the general fund. It's just hard for me to believe that there's not enough money in Roseville to do the services that we've come to expect. My, my, my big thing is I don't mind paying more taxes. If I thought the taxes I'm paying now were being used correctly and efficiently, and like I said, I'm much more opinionated than informed, so. So Chief, want to stay up here with me in case anyone has questions. Is there anything else at all you would like to share with the city regarding police? Now, did we save some money combining us with Rockland? What he speaks about is the Citizens Academy where we run once a year, which is again one of our outreach efforts that we run. And we did increase our, uh, our SWAT capabilities and in, in defer some of our expenses by going regionally with Rockland. Uh, we do that as well with the, the bomb squad, the explosive ordnance disposal. That was Roseville Police Chief Jim McCown. Parks, Recreation, and Libraries Director Dion Lauthan also took questions, including one about city events. We, we definitely look at all of our events. Some of, some of our events are free. For instance, a 4th of July parade. There is no cost for folks to come down and see the parade. However, we do have expenses for us to be able to set that up and run that. So that would be something for the community to consider. How valuable is something like that to them, as an example? We would also have things like the turkey trot. That has thousands of people participate, and the dollars generated from that go back to our at-risk youth programs to help offset the cost for those. So we definitely look at those and try to uh, find a balance. Throughout the evening, electronic surveys were taken about the services provided by each department, like these services from Parks, Recreation, and Libraries. Okay, so here are our results thus far. Top of the priorities, pool and swim lessons, followed by at-risk youth, community centers, kids' camps and classes, senior programs, and events. 
Roseville Mayor Susan Rohan explains why the entire Engage Roseville effort is so important. And so we've decided to take a path that is very transparent and inclusive to bring as many people in the community who are willing to provide us information and feedback on what we ought to do to preserve the services that they care most about. That's going to make a huge difference for us and give us a much higher level of comfort as we make the tough budget decisions later this year and as we make plans for future fiscal years. It's a way to ensure in Roseville that our Roseville citizens and businesses are getting the services that they want from our community. Again, Sarah Rubin from the Institute for Local Government. You know, I think Roseville's really a leader and an innovator in our state as far as connecting with residents about the budget and about their priorities. And what I'm excited about when I look at the Engage Roseville effort is all the different opportunities folks have to have their voice heard. To me, um, as someone who looks at what's happening all around our state, those are the cities, the counties, or the special districts that are successful, those that look for multiple ways to engage folks. So for some people, it's in person. For some people, it's digital. Other folks just want to email or make a phone call. And what I like about Engage Roseville is there's so many options for residents to have their voice heard. Changing consumer spending habits reduce the amount of revenue Roseville receives. Assistant City Manager Dominic Casey explains. I don't think most people understand what the online uh, shopping phenomenon has done to, to local, local economies and local cities. And in addition to that, not only is it people shopping online, uh, we have people really moving away from buying things and buying services. And, and there's really not a way to tax services in California. And so that's also impacting our, our revenues and our ability to provide services. And I think that people really to, to understand that uh, is really the first piece, right? Getting the education out there, and that's what we've been doing, is we really try to, to through this entire effort, uh, not just tonight, this evening, but throughout the last year, is really educate what that means, what that means to the economy, what that means to police services and fire services and park services, and there's an impact. And, and so we want to make sure that we're engaging our community in the conversation going forward, that they have a voice of what their priorities are, and we make sure that we're lining our budget with their priorities. It's real difficult to get a lot of information in such a short time frame. I don't know. But I thought that we're, I, I was glad that the, the city was asking for our input. It made us feel like they really do care. Part of what I get really excited about when it comes to resident engagement is the idea of bringing together all those kinds of folks. So folks who are kind of like the one issue, this is my passion, whether it's a dog park or a swimming pool, and those who like, I want to be in the nitty gritty of like, why did you spend $6 more per capita on X than you did in fiscal year, like 2015, 16. So in my mind, part of what we're trying to do with this work is create a process that's welcoming enough and wide enough that it can accommodate and hear from all those different folks. Because everyone comes from a different background, different point of view. I think as long as we're hearing from everyone, then I think it's the city's job to sift through all that information, aggregate the key points so that all those different views can go up to council for their, you know, so that they can make the decisions they need to make as the elected officials. One of the electronic surveys focused on the police department's social services and public outreach. 
All right, we've got one hand. I'm going to start reading the responses we've got so far as far as your priorities, social work um, and mental health, high school campuses, uh, homeless-related outreach, illegal camping cleanup, followed closely by patrol parks and trails. The community conversation sparked many threads of discussion and an informed dialogue between residents and the city. Residents Art White, Rob Drinkwater, and Penny Bingesner appreciated the city's efforts. I like the gathering. I like the fact we were notified via mail. We got plenty of information. Um, I like the city leaders, um, you know, telling us about their jobs and the difficulty of their jobs and understanding that we're in a financial budget crisis that we need to, that we need, we need to solve. I'm not sure what the solution is. I mean, there are a lot of good ideas out there tonight. Hopefully we'll look into them in, in subsequent meetings. Well, I think it was a good start. I think it was kind of just touching the surface. There's a lot more issues, I think, out there than, than we actually touched upon. As a matter of fact, I didn't really know the infrastructure, and I, and I was uh, surprised at, you know, how big some of these departments are and, and, the, and the you know amount of money that's being spent. I thought it was great. Um, I enjoyed being able to share. They did give figures, and then they gave facts about where the money went. Usually it's just, I gotta pay taxes to support the city, but you never really understood what the fire department was about, how many people uh, worked in the fire department, what the costs were. The police, same thing. You didn't know how many police officers there were. To make an informed decision input is vital. All of the electronic survey results and comments gathered during the event are available on the city's website at roseville.ca.us slash community underscore conversation. The input gathered from the community throughout this effort will be presented to the city council at its April 4th meeting. That takes place at 7 p.m. in council chambers at 311 Vernon Street. All council meetings are open to the public and provide opportunities for public comment. There are several other ways to connect to your city. We have multiple accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Nextdoor. We also have free electronic newsletters on different topics, including job openings, public safety news, city events, and more. Go to roseville.ca.us slash connect to sign up. To learn more and get involved in the Engage Roseville effort, go to engageroseville.com. Register for our flash vote surveys at flashvote.com slash RSVL. Again, I'm Megan McPherson. Thanks for listening.